0: My mom and I didn't grow up with a lot of money, so one of the big dreams I've always had was living in a big house with a winding staircase, a granite kitchen, and huge windows. And I remember one day in 2019, I was sitting on the bus on my way to work and dreaming about this giant house and how wonderful it'd be to live in a rich mansion. And then suddenly, a very quick, concise, but clear thought popped into my head. In my father's house, there are many rooms. Meaning, Jesus has already prepared a wonderful place for me in heaven. And I just remembered being so shocked. I was like, did God just speak to me? And then I realized I was coveting after all these materialistic things when I already had the biggest treasure of all, a relationship with God and an internal home. If you were to tell me I could hear God five years ago, I'd be like, that's impossible or that he talks only to the super-Christians, or that he talks to us normal Christians only rarely in our lifetimes, like once or twice. But if the Holy Spirit, who is God, is inside of us, how does it make sense that I've grown up believing that? This concept of actually talking and hearing from God is something that's still relatively new to me, maybe in the past two years, but I wish my younger self would have known that God is accessible and actually speaks to his children, even in today's times hey everyone my name is jamie and welcome to dear younger me this podcast is dedicated to giving advice to my younger self in hopes that it'll also help other people who might be going through similar things i will be talking about everything ranging from how to not be shy in elementary school how to figure out my career path in high school how to build genuine friendships with people after college all the way to how to navigate my own faith. I just hope that this podcast can be me being an older sister, giving helpful advice to all the young people and maybe even older people out there. In this episode, I will be talking about what God's voice sounds like, how to hear God's voice, why we need to hear Him, and some things to watch out for. I hope this is helpful to all my fellow Christians out there. The first thing is to understand the nature of God's voice. So God's voice is gentle and still. First Kings nineteen eleven 11-13 talks about an Old Testament prophet named Elijah who was serving during the reign of King Ahab in the 9th century BC. He was running away from Jezebel, who is King Ahab's wife, because she was going to kill him and he was scared. And when he was sleeping in a cave, God spoke to him. The Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. God shows up in a form of a gentle whisper. When I hear that, I think of a loving and soft voice and this is what we should look for when we're listening for God. And we should also know that because it's a whisper, that if we don't listen intently for it or we drown it out with other voices, it'll be really easy for us to miss it. God's voice will also give you peace and clarity. Have you ever made a decision that feels logically correct and advantageous, but it gave you a lot of anxiety or just made you really confused? Typically, if that's the case, then that decision isn't from God. In Philippians 4, 7, it says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Sometimes, if things don't make logical sense, but you feel the most peace with a decision, go with your gut. God's voice will never contradict the Bible, because the Bible is inspired by him and it is the word of truth. One of my friends once told me that in order to see how strong my faith was, I needed to test it by sinning. And logically, it made sense to me. But looking back, I can clearly say that's not what the Bible says. Sin is powerful, and before Jesus saves us, we were slaves to sin. Meaning, we couldn't even stop sinning, even if we tried. So if we think we are stronger than our temptations, then we're being prideful. The correct Bible truth when it comes to sin is to flee like in Genesis 39, 11 to 12. But one day, when he went into the house to do his work and none of the men of the house was there in the house, she caught him by his garment saying, lie with me. But he left his garment in her hand and fled and got out of the house. This was when Potiphar's wife tried to lure Joseph into committing adultery with her. And in order to combat sin, he ran out of the house. And that's how we should be too. We literally have to run away from sin. God's voice convicts and never condemns. When it's conviction, I feel that I've wronged God and I want to apologize and turn away from my sin. But when it's condemnation, I find myself beating myself up for sinning and then feeling like God can't save me. The story that I'm reminded of the most is in John 8, 3-11. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery, and placing her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman has been caught in the act of adultery. Now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. So what do you say? This they said to test him, that they might have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground. And as they continued to ask him, he stood up and said to them, Let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. And once more he bent down and wrote on the ground, But when they heard it, they went away one by one, beginning with the older ones, and Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. Jesus stood up and said to her, "Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you?' She said, "'No one, Lord.' And Jesus said, "'Neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on sin no more.'" I think it's important to notice that Jesus doesn't say to the woman, "'I know how many men you've slept with,' or that you'll never be clean. Instead, he is so gentle and tells her that I do not condemn you, even though he had every right to do so, and he tells her to sin no more. And I think that's how God speaks to us too. He just wants us to be in a relationship with him, and when we mess up, he wants us to go to him with our mess ups and with our faults so that he can make us clean again. And I think a lie that the devil really likes to tell us is you'll never be clean or that God couldn't have ever died for that sin. And that's so not true. Jesus died for all of our sins and his sacrifice is all that's needed. His one sacrifice will cleanse all men from all their sins. Now that we know the characteristics of God's voice, how do we cultivate listening to him? I think the most important thing is just spending time with him and reading your Bible and talking to him every day. Someone once told me it's like talking to a familiar person on the phone. Before they begin to speak, you can almost tell it's them by the first breath that they take. Or it's like if you've ever lived in a house with other people, you can recognize other people's footsteps. Things like how loud, how soft, how fast, how quick someone's footsteps are indicate who's walking. And after hearing their footsteps for a while, you know it's them without even hearing their voice or seeing them. Similarly, when you spend more time with God reading His word and praying to Him, your ears become more attuned to what He sounds like and how He reacts in different situations. Now, what does God's voice actually sound like? So in my experience, God's voice has always been quick, even if the thought was as long as a sentence. I don't quite know how to explain this, but it's like, within the one second the thought comes to mind, It's like all the words happen at once. So instead of how I usually read one word at a time in a sentence, it's like the whole sentence just appears. And God's voice is also spontaneous. So it's like in the middle of my praying or asking him a question, another thought will interrupt that thought with a verse from the Bible or something that I hadn't even thought of. When this first happened and I was trying to figure out what this other voice was in my head, I tried having two trains of thoughts in my head with my own voice to see if I was just making up God's voice. I've come to the conclusion that I don't think it's possible to have two of my own voices going on at the same time. And usually when I have a question, the Lord oftentimes asks me a question in response to help me understand my heart, which will then help me make a decision. So for example, I was asking God whether or not I should stick out photography because business has been really slow and I've realized I don't really like doing photography as a career, but more so as a hobby. And I think God asked me, have I told you to do otherwise? So it was pretty clear to me that it wasn't God telling me to leave, but it was just my own disappointment and where photography was going that made me want to quit. The next thing is understanding how God speaks to you. I think God created each and every single one of us to be different and to be able to view Him different and hear Him different. And so I believe that He can speak to you in many different ways. In the Bible, He speaks to people through dreams, through thoughts, through words, through other people. And those are just a few of the ways that I feel like God can speak to you. Personally, I noticed that with my friends who are more artistic or are visual learners, God gives them images, and for me, words hold really high importance in my life, and oftentimes, God will give me verses from the Bible instead of images. So maybe if music and sounds are important to you, you might hear an audible voice. And I think that's cool because not only does God want to speak to us, but he uses a medium that is naturally easier for us to understand based on our innate wirings. I've never heard God audibly, but the thoughts that pop into my mind have a soft and quiet man voice. I don't know if that made sense. And then moving on to why do we need to hear God? I think the first reason is that it's really comforting. God wants to help us in decisions big and small. And when you're going through a really tough time, the Holy Spirit will bring verses to your remembrance to remind you of how much God loves you. It's like talking to your dad or a really safe friend who knows you so well and still loves you completely. And it's how you build relationship with him. And it's also so fun when you get to talk to God. Sometimes I'll ask him super silly questions like, what's your favorite color? And I think he answered me by giving me an image of a sparkly purple and pink color, which made me realize that his favorite color isn't even one that's been created yet. And I was like, wow, I didn't even think of that. And it just makes my relationship with him that much more real when I can talk to God about my daily life like things that I had for breakfast or just something that I admire about his creation. And then I think one of the biggest reasons is that we need guidance and power from the Holy Spirit so that Christianity doesn't just become a rule book based religion where we don't experience God or any of his joy. There are many things that demand our attention nowadays, especially with social media, our careers, our friends, our family, and you are going to go through tribulations in this world and you'll need wisdom and help. And that's where God comes in. He wants to give you fullness of life and fullness of joy and he wants you to live a life that's pleasing to him. And now let's talk about some things to look out for when you're trying to listen to God's voice. So the first thing is, it's really important for you to test whether what you're hearing is actually God's voice. And you can do this by asking God for confirmation. And so you can ask God for things like, God, can you tell me another Bible story or verse that actually lines up with what you're trying to tell me? Or can you maybe speak through other trusted Christians around me so that I can help discern what it is that you're trying to tell me? And God wants to reassure you of what he said, so he's never going to be angry at you for asking for confirmation, just like how Gideon in the Bible asked God for like three different signs before he finally did what God wanted him to do. And I think, you know, there is a point where you are just in fear and you don't trust God and you keep asking him for signs, even though you already know what he's trying to tell you. But this is kind of like for those times where you're not really sure what he's trying to tell you. And you can also ask the Holy Spirit to help you discern, is that what God is telling you or is that what your heart desires? In James one thirteen to 13-14, James says, Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. And sometimes I think God is telling me one thing, when really that thing just fits into what I want. So we really have to go to God with an open mind and ask him to tell us what we should do, instead of looking for scripture that fits our agendas. And then something else I also wanted to mention is that God speaking to you is supernatural which defies logic, which then becomes scary because it takes us out of a place of control. But us talking to our Father isn't something we should be afraid of because God will never lead you astray. I think one thing that I feared was hearing God wrong and making the wrong decision. But I think God reminded me of Proverbs 3.6, which says, in all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make straight your paths. Meaning if I have prayed about something and have sought the Lord and invited Him into my thoughts and desires, God will lead me into the right path, even if I'm still feeling unsure. Or even if I do hear wrong, then I take a leap of faith and trust that he has the power to guide me back on track. And either way, I don't think you can ever make such a big wrong turn that God can't correct and put you back on track. And then two last things that I want to leave you guys with is to pray and ask God for ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to receive. I think God is speaking to us all the time, and sometimes we're not even able to hear Him, and we need to ask Him to help us with hearing Him. And then the second thing is to just wait for God. If we ask Him for something, we should expect to receive an answer, even if that answer is no or not what you wanted or expected to hear. God is not one to leave you hanging. And with that, I hope this episode was helpful. If you guys have anything to add or something else you wanted me to talk on, please leave a voice memo in the Anchor app link that I will be posting or message me on Instagram at Dear Younger Mead Podcast. All right, see you guys next week. Bye!